Hi, welcome to the Charlotte Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message and that it both encourages and inspires you. Just before you're seated, God has something that He has given you, but you haven't noticed it. This meeting is not about what God is going to give you. This meeting is about receiving what's already yours. And I believe there is a spirit of faith here because the church is looking and asking for something that's already theirs. The way the satanic realm wastes time is to make you work for, strive for, sing for, worship for, give for what's already yours. See, when when, when I was a little bambino Christian, I used to give so that I can get. Now I have everything and now I give because it blesses people. See, where God is taking you, Shiloh, is above and beyond the natural thinking, above natural limitations. Shallow, I am here to tell you by the grace of God, the power of God, the apostolic realm, that you are about to increase. So where you are, you need to be thankful for. But we need to start to go, God, I want more. I want more. I want more. People say, but haven't you got everything? I have everything. But I want more for others. I want more for the kingdom of God. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, dedicate this next 30 minutes to you and I know you're going to do miracles in people's seats in their hearts and Father I thank you that you're going to move in a way that is God honouring devil destroying kingdom advancing family blessing healing prosperity in every realm in Jesus name come on let's give God another hand be seated. Hey, just before I do, I just want to thank the team here. You make me feel like a rock star. I, I, I've, the way you've been treating me, as soon as I got into the foyer of the lobby, people come up to me and go, oh, you want my autograph? <laughs> before, what I want to share to you, to you today is this, is that your voice, your voice of faith has a voice. Your faith has a voice. See, your sickness has a voice. See, your sickness has a voice so you go, I am not well. I am suffering. That is a voice. Your finances have a voice. I can't afford that. I can't afford to give. Well, it's all right for Pastor Phil. It's all right. See, that has a voice. Your your lack of opportunities have a voice. I missed that opportunity. I'm in the wrong suburb. I am in this. See, everything on the inside of you is speaking. So when a person is depressed, depression has a voice. Disappointment has a voice. Marriages have a voice. Churches have a voice. 
Everything on the world has a voice. Because God created it in Genesis chapter 1. God gives us the keys how to live on the world that He has created. And so you want, you know, the first thing that you find, if you want to understand God, is that God loves mess. The Bible says, in the beginning was God, and the earth was formless, in depression, in darkness, in lack, in sickness. And the Bible says that the Holy Ghost went, wow, check this mess out. Angels, take a, take a gander at this. It's a mess. So the Holy Spirit hovers over the mess. And wherever the Holy Spirit hovers, faith has a voice. So the first thing I want you to tell you today is your mess is not repellent to God. Your mess is attractive. God is attracted to mess because His light, His power is so good at reversing, creating the new out of the old. So right now, what you need to do so you receive a miracle is this. Stop thinking about the mess. Start thinking about the voice of faith. And watch this now. To show you where we're going, this is just... So you understand where I'm going to be going. When God created Adam, you were in Adam. That is why when Adam sinned, the whole world sinned. But now watch this. This is what, what religion doesn't want you to know. Religion will teach you, in Adam we all sinned, correct? But the Word of God says, in Adam we were also all blessed. The Bible says when he created Adam, he said this to him. Be fruitful and multiply. Subdue the earth. It belongs to you. Now, for those that, are, that want to take this up to another level, in the book of Isaiah 55, 11, he says this. So shall my word that goes out of my mouth... It will not return to me void before it accomplishes what I have sent it. So when God blessed Adam, He was talking to you. He was talking to you, madam. He was talking to you, sir. And He said, I give you an eternal blessing and it doesn't return until the job is finished. So I want you to, let's take this another level. So therefore it means this, that God will not come back until His Word is finished. So God says, my Word has an assignment. And what is my, the Word says, well, sir, what is the assignment? The assignment is that every person, every race of Adam is to be blessed, to multiply, to increase, to give, to be amazing. So what we happens is this, is God's Word is still out there. Guess where that Word is? It's in your heart. It's in this atmosphere. Is that we were singing. Now, this is just the beginning. Everybody say, wow. 
Now watch this. Outside of God's kingdom, there's a word that says it's not fair. And non-fair spirit has a voice. This is the voice when if you feel it's not fair. I was born into a poor family. I was born in a third, fourth, fifth generation welfare family. I was born when I never saw dad go to work, mom go to work. I was born on fast food. I've never been to a restaurant. No one in my lineage has gone past 10th grade. No one in my family has gone to uni. No one in my family has started a business. No one in my family has made a difference in a generation. Some of you were born into poor families. Some of you were born into families that didn't even want you. Some of you were born, never knew your father or your mother. It's not fair, correct? Come on, this is an honest church. Outside of the kingdom. But I want you to notice that the word that came out on Adam is still alive. That word that says it is looking at the mess of the unfair and he's coming up and he goes, I have come to reverse the unfair and therefore you step into the kingdom of God. I, I am here to tell you, I'm not saying that the, there's not a lot of unfairness, but I'm telling you this, is that you might have been born in an unfair situation, but I'm here to tell you this morning that you're not going to stay there. See, I am a product of that. I was born with a learning disability, couldn't read and write until I was 12 years old. It's not fair. It is not fair that my brother gets 99.9999 at school. I get 10 past lunchtime. It's not fair that you put me in a shopping centre and I couldn't find my way home. But what I did realise is my disadvantage is attractive to Jesus because Jesus says this, I blessed you. I said for you to multiply, but something has happened in between and I am here to work in the between. Some of you were born with diseases. Some of you got sick after you were born. Some of you were sick still in your mother's womb. It's not fair, but the kingdom of God takes every minus and makes it into a plus. Now watch this. In Mark chapter 5 is a story. Now, so you understand something that's happening. I want to take you into a spiritual dimension. Every time God records a miracle, that miracle is to be repeated. Let me just give you a quick example of this. We're doing a crusade in PNG. And um, so we did the crusade. Thousands of people get saved. A lot of people get healed. And I, give, and, I, and I had finished the meeting. And I taught on the word testimony means do it again. So, when, so this is how powerful it works. If somebody gets up here from your church and says, Hey, somebody just gave me a brand new car. Do you know why most people don't clap? Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, that's good for him, but not me. You should have seen, I have a faith car outside. I prayed that he would, would make it. I made it now in church. I'm praying that it will start so I can go home. But the word testimony means do it again. So I gave the meeting over to, a, to the children's pastor. And she gets up and she goes, why don't we practice what Ted said? So they said, come on, God, do it again. And one of them, before, before I gave it to her, one of the prolific miracles that was happening was people's backs that were broken were being healed. So she said, that's this. Come on, let's do that. She prays again. Then there's a wave of healing. Guess what the wave of healing was? Broken backs. And then we found out, somebody tell me, Ted, I don't know. Did you speak to the hospital? I go, what? That the major problem in this area is broken backs because they have to pick avocados and they keep falling out of trees. Do it again. So, so that's why the Bible says you need to read the Bible. Is this, is that God says this, that if you see a miracle, it is an indication that God wants to do the same thing for you. That is why we celebrate each other. See, if we don't know that, we stop celebrating other people's victories because we go, I wish it happened to me. See, when you celebrate somebody else's victory, it is an invitation to you. Now watch this. Verses 24, and she went with him, with all the people followed, crowding him. A woman in the crowd who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she hadn't got it no better. In fact, she had grown worse. She heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed from this terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out of him. You need to note that. So he turned around the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look. I love this. Look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, she came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she has done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Now, I want you to notice the first significant difference is this. The way people used to get healed is they would see Jesus and fall in front of him to receive. But this is the other way around. She's in front of Jesus because she has received not to get. The first thing we got over here is that the Bible says she was sick. She was bleeding. Now, a woman in that time meant that she was ceremonially unclean. She wasn't allowed to touch anyone. So therefore, her public outings, she could only go where there were no people. So what we have, we're seeing a woman in prison. Now, the suffering 
has levels. I want to just show something. Every suffering doesn't stay in the condition. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Poverty gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Sickness gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You start off with the pain. You end up at the doctor's surgery and says, sorry, we can't do anything for you. It grows. So she comes. She goes, I can't go out. But then this phrase comes in. She heard about Jesus. Now, if you want to know what she heard, you need to now follow how she behaved and what she spoke. Because if you look through this, her healing is nowhere else anyway. Everybody that before, when you read this, she broke the norm of how you get healed. Because if you look at the scripture, it is people called to Jesus and Jesus was on his way to another person that was 12. So you've got two 12s in this. A woman that had suffered for 12 years and you also have a little girl that's 12 years old. And he's on his way to lay hands on one. And this woman, she hears. And I want you to notice that what happened here. When she heard about Jesus, her faith started to voice out. Watch this. Because she can't go into public. She did not meet Jesus. Uh, uh, okay, I want you to, as a, little, as a young preacher, I had serious discussions with Jesus. I, I, he needed to be corrected and I thought I was the one. So I said to Jesus, it's not fair. And Jesus says, well, Ted, how is it not fair? Well, you see, Jesus, you were there. People saw your miracles. You know, they talked to you. You were there. I, I wasn't there 2,000 years ago. I'm disadvantaged. Man, I, I, all I've got is the Bible. They had to touch Jesus, preach Jesus, eat with Jesus, drink with Jesus, walk with Jesus. And I go, God, it's not fair. Then I realized this, what was not fair? I, my spiritual understanding was outside of the kingdom, not inside the kingdom. When I realized that God and His Word are one, what God does and is in the flesh, His Word is the same. So if I treat the Word like I would treat Jesus in the flesh, I would get New Testament results. So therefore, God says to me, Fabianic, and Jesus can actually say Fabianic. That's a, wow, I think he's a euro. <laughs> He goes, now you're not disadvantaged. And I want you to see what she does. The moment she hears about Jesus, she starts to declare what's going to happen. Now, whoa, whoa, hold, hold, hold on, hold oh, on, Pastor Fabianic. Now, you know what? People do this. Uh, you, I've had people come in your prayer lines and you go up to them and say, excuse me, sir. Uh, excuse me, madam. What do you want? Oh, whatever Jesus wants to give me. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't want to pressure him. And I, I don't want to be, you know, I, want to be, I don't want to be presumptuous. Whatever God wants me to have. Doesn't that sound spiritual? But it's wrong. It is wrong. She comes in this, and the word of God says that she started to declare what's going to happen. Now, I'll tell you what you heard. The next time you see this part, you'll find that there's this 
amazing leader, prophet in the Old Testament. His name is Moses. Now, now I, I don't want to disappoint any of you. Everything you've seen in, about Moses in the movies is wrong. Go back to the Word, okay? Now, watch this, watch this. When God appears to Moses and He says to him, I want you to go and set my people free. You know what he says? I can't talk. And then God says something to him about his mouth. He goes, Moses, I want you to go. I will be with your mouth. And I will teach you what to say. All you got to do is speak. Exodus 12, 4. So he goes to Moses and he tells him something. It, what, you, what I want to happen to my people has to first come out of your mouth. Whoa. So God gives it to him, but while it's on the inside, it doesn't manifest outside. Let's go back to the book of Genesis chapter 1. That God had the earth in him. He had, he had you in him. But he had to speak it. And when he spoke it, it came into out of one realm into a, another realm. So guess what? Her healing was already inside of her. And what she was doing is she's going like this. In, if I can touch him, I will be whole. Now, let's go another level. In the time that she was, the belief system was this. When the unclean touches the clean, both become unclean. She knows about Jesus and she goes, if she didn't have faith, if I touch Jesus, Jesus becomes unclean and I stop his miracle power. But what did she learn? When the unclean touches the clean, both become clean. When the poverty touches riches, both become rich. When the depressed touches the whole mind, both become whole. When, when the unsaved touches the saved, both become saved. Because of this, see, faith will always tell you its source. Faith declares, she said this, this is her faith. When I touch him, that's what's in me. What I have said will go from my heart into every cell in my body. See, this is what this generation needs, is audacity in their faith. We don't need any more meek and mild prayers. Oh, please, Jesus. L let me give you what we need. I am going to a meeting and the elders pull me over because I was in the car with them and they go, we need you to come and talk to, pray for somebody. And they took me to this village and I said, who am I praying for? And um, he said, there's a man, stomach, he had stomach cancer. Well, he's got no stomach left. They've sent him home to die. So I, I asked them, is he saved? And they go, no. And so I start praying. And God says to me, I don't want you to preach to him. I just want you to lay hands on him. And keep, that's all you're going to do in my name. I go, okay. 
So I walk in. There's a man on a, on a mat. He's got the drip system to keep his, uh, to, you know, just to keep him uh, flu- fluidated. And then I go to him and God says this. So I went, I knelt down. I put my hand on his stomach and I said, in the name of Jesus, cancer, I curse you. I command you to die, leave him. And I put my hand up and he goes, please, can you do it again? It feels really good. So I did it three times. And so three days went by. One of the elders decides to come back into the house. And there he is at the table eating rice and chicken. But now watch this, watch this, watch this. And they come in there. And all of a sudden he says, do you want to get saved? He gets saved, your family gets saved. Then what he did, he went into all the villages, brought all the sick into his house, and every one of them got healed. What, people say, why? Because he saw God do it again. God, what you did to me, there's my grandmother. God, what you did, there's that. You see, that's the prayer of a destiny. She says this, I, am, I declare that today is the last day I am going to be sick. Today is the last day I'm going to be broke. You see, what she was declaring, healing in two realms. See, you could be here, but hey, hey, hey Pastor Ted, but uh, I'm not sick, but I'm broke. She was broke. You know you're broke when you go past the window that you want something and you wish. Come on, I wish I could get my wife an upsized Mac meal. You see, what happens is this. That is doubt speaking and faith sitting. So she spent all she had. So she was declaring, today is the last day that I am going to be unclean. Today is the last day that I am going to be sick. Today is the last day that finances will know my house is empty, but it's going to be full. And I want you to do, she declared what she was going to get. Why did she do that? Because how many of you would go to your neighbor's house, go into the fridge, make a meal without asking? I'd love to meet you because we, you sir, you would do that. I, I lo- hey, if you need to know how to be audacious, you need to see this man. Do you know why? Because in what she heard, she realized that she didn't need permission for her healing because the healing was already hers. Come on, let's give God a clap. Come on. You see, when, she, when you hear God, God is not saying, I have it with me, but you got to earn it. Because when I first went into business, I had never flown. To me, it was just bus trips and all that. So I get into business and um, my manager says to me, right, so you got to go. My dad never traveled, right? We only had pictures of airplanes. We never, I've never been to an airport before, right? So when we, when we, from the moment we were born, we landed in Sydney by a plane back in 69. And now we're going back to 84. I've never been in a plane. Then my, so I've got a great company, got that. They said, hey, Ted, we've booked you a flight to Sydney. And uh, taxi will pick you up and all of that. Now, how many know back in the 80s, cars were new? Everything was cash. Well, I realized I get on the plane. 
I didn't go to the ATM. I didn't have any cash on me. I'm hungry. I was up at four getting ready for meetings. And then the trolley comes out. This is before COVID. Now, they don't have any more trolleys. They go, excuse me, sir, would you like to smell some food? Oh, yes, thank you. Oh, thank you. If you're with... (laughs) And I see the trolley cart and the guy next to me has got this great breakfast. And I pull out my wallet and I have no cash. My soul drops. And I go, it's kind of rude to go next to the person. Hey, do you mind? You don't know me. Can Can I borrow some money from you? And the, and the stewardess says to me, uh, excuse me, Mr. Fabianica, would you like a breakfast? Uh, oh, no, no, I'm not hungry. No, no, I'm full from yesterday. No, 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 no. And she, then she's starting to put pressure on me, this woman. Would you like, no, 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 no. And, okay, then she goes to this. She takes it to another level and goes, would you like something else? No, no, no. What about the coffee? No, 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 no. Anyway, she goes, I get back there and, um, and I, I walk into the office and the guy goes, hey, how was the flight? Hey, how was your breakfast? So I go like this. No, I, I didn't have it. I didn't have cash. He goes, didn't you flip and read the fine print? I go, what's the fine print? And he goes, when you get on the plane, everything is free. Now watch this. When you hear God, everything is free. So people go, how much do I have to worship? Do you realize in the scripture, if you need healing, it doesn't say this. You need to sing a song from Hillsong. You need to sing one from Planet Shakers. You need to sing one from Bethel. You need to sing one from Shiloh, which is really good anyway. Then he goes, oh, maybe all Shiloh. You know. And it doesn't say this. You need to pray for over an hour before I heal you. Religion says it, but God doesn't say it. See, when I realized, when I got my ticket, the next time I'm flying, I go, what have you got in your heart? What's in this box? Take it all. He doesn't want it, give it to me. You see, the thing is, is we have been accustomed to a gospel that isn't a gospel, that it says salvation is free and everything else is expensive. I had another encounter with Jesus one day where I told them that he was wrong. I was doing a crusade. And, uh, I, and I start declaring healing. And non-saved people were getting healed before the Christians. I, I, the reason I know is they told me, they, they go, well, we're not a Christian, but when you said, this woman came to me, she's not a Christian, goes, well, you said that if I lay my hands on my eyes, when you pray, something's going to happen. I actually believed you, and now I can see. And I go, are you saved? She goes, no, what's that? So I go back to my hotel room. I dial up Jesus, 777. Hello, Pastor Ted here. Yeah, is, is Jesus busy? Can you make an appointment? When? Next time in 25 years. He's really busy. He's working with people in Shiloh. Okay, click. I said to Jesus, I, I, I don't understand because I used to teach that the, the reward for salvation was healing. And then God said to me, where did you learn that? And, and God said to me, take me to the Bible 
and show that to me. Show it to me in my word. I couldn't. And he said this, Ted, healing is a blessing that I have given to the seed of Abraham. It's free. It's free. And from that moment on, I started to see a full increase in healing because I realized when God sees sickness, He doesn't say, how long have you been in church? Have you tithed? Have you worshipped? He said, my son died on the cross and has already paid it. So she comes up there. Now watch this as we're going to come into a landing in a moment and we're going to pray. Is that she speaks and then she acts. See, because your family, say, you're, 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 actually your real name is Fabianic. I'm here to tell you, this is a, that she starts to speak. Do you realize that faith and action is actually the same word? There isn't, I believe, and then I need to have an action. That's, that's not biblical. The thing is, every faith has an action. When you go, when she heard about Jesus, what was the action? She spoke. She just didn't go, I've got a good feeling. I've got a good mind. She spoke, today is my last day. I know that guy will be healed. She said, I know. I know. I am persuaded. I am persuaded. Like Job says, I know my Redeemer lives. And then what does she do? She steps out. And now remember this, she's unclean. But she goes, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to make anybody unclean because I have the Word of God in me now. The Word of God is in me. I am no longer I clean. I'm just going to finish this off. So she's coming behind Jesus. Now, Jesus is facing this way. She is coming from that way. So Jesus is on a mission to go to the 12-year-old girl that is sick. And he's there. She pressures through. And then the action is finished. You know what that is? It is the action is that I'm going to give you something. You put your hand in your pocket and you give it to the recipient. That is the full action. Faith started and then it is finished. So she comes behind Jesus without permission. She touches him. What does Jesus do? He stops. Now listen to the voice of Jesus. He goes, who touched me? And I believe it was Peter. Jesus, come, hot day, sun, not enough water. Get it, pressure. Yeah. Jesus, every man is touching you. Everybody wants to say, I touched him. I'm never going to wash my hands again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, I can't shake hands on him. I touched Jesus. And, and, and he goes, and she goes and Jesus, who touched you? And he said this, I felt somebody go inside of me, take their healing. Let me repeat that. I felt somebody came to get what was theirs. Jesus didn't give it permission to leave. Jesus didn't go, oh, oh, I feel somebody touching me. Oh, I'm being touched. I'm being touched. Somebody's touching me. 
Okay, healing. Go through here, through here, all the way down to my feet, here to there, and then going to her. Okay, go. go. Jesus said this. Somebody touched me who realized that they don't need permission to take what's theirs. Now, I'm going to finish on this. It's, this is how it's going to start right now. I worship Tim, I want you to come up. This is how it started. Before she heard about Jesus, her eyes was on her condition. But when she heard about Jesus, her eyes was on what she spoke. So what happens is this, is before I hear God, I'm looking at my condition. I'm looking at my checkbook. I'm looking at my financials. You know, it's all in the red. I'm looking at my, you know, all the problems that I'm doing. But the moment she heard the word, her focus shifted, not on what she saw, but on what she said. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. See, what happens is this. Religion wants you to focus on what you've got outside of the kingdom. But God focuses on what you've said. We're going to pray in a moment. But to receive prayer, you need to, before you, before you get up, you need to go, I'm going in the front to get healed. I'm not going down the front to get prayed for. I'm coming to Jesus to get saved, not to ask if I can. You, you see, the Holy Spirit is now, you know what He's saying to you? No permission needed. Let your faith do the talking. So, so right now you can do this. You can even, listen to me carefully, you can even be saved while you're in your seat. I am seeing now more people healed by the word of His power than I am by the word by the word of His touch. Because one thing I've just realized, there's something greater than my hand and it's the word of God. So you know right now, I want you to notice this, that the healing is not in heaven. The healing is not on the cross. The healing is in you. It's in the word of God. And when the word of God is in you, you've got healing. When the Word of God is in you right now. See, right now, we're not going to beg for Jesus. Right now, you're going to do this. You know what? Hey, sickness, we're going down the front. We're going to have it in the seat. We don't even have to come down front. But today, body, we will receive what Jesus paid for because it's free. You're going to look at your bank book, your, you know, your overdue statement, and you're going to go, you lie. God will supply my needs. He is my source. You're going to go, hey, everybody in my family never passed the third grade, but I'm going to get a uni degree. No one in my line has ever started a multinational business. But today, I'm the new CEO of a company that's yet to be seen. You see, this is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. So right now, right now, Holy Spirit, I just release faith. I declare that you are healed. There's a person here with a back condition. God's healing you now. There's a person here with eyesight problems. God's healing you now. There's a person here that you 
you have continual nightmares of everything going wrong this is the last last night was the last the last night that you are ever ever going to have any more of those dreams there are people here and you're scared because in your lineage there is cancer and all of a sudden you're starting to notice some symptoms but the Holy Spirit is saying this your lineage is not in your parents your lineage is in the Son of God so just right now right now in the name of Jesus come on and we stand and we're going to do this just for a minute and then we're going to open up the altar call but I want you to do now I want you to start to prophesy what's going to happen to you you see it was Jesus that came but Jesus was the Jesus was there but he spoke to her over there and he said and she said today I am going to be healed I know when I touch him I will be and I'm going so she made up her mind before she came down the front and so right now why don't we just lift up our hands Father right now in the name of Jesus God I, I, I'm coming to get my healing Father I am coming to get my healing I am coming to get my breakthrough. I am coming to get my finances. I am coming to get my peace. I am coming to get salvation for the rest of my family. Father, I'm coming to get my education. I am coming to get my church. I am coming to get my ministry. I'm coming to get my house. I'm coming to get my car. I'm coming to get all the blessings that you have got. Father, today is the last day that I will live in lack. Today is the last day that I'm going to be broke. Today is the last day I'm going to be depressed. Today is the last day that I will have nightmares, migraines, backaches. For Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, you know, as we sing, if you want prayer, I just want you to come down in front and we're going to pray for you. God is here. Come on. Thank you for joining our podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. You can connect with us at shilohchurch.com.au.